Hey, hello everyone. Um, so today is Wednesday of the second week, and um, today we will be reading from Genesis 21, 22, and 23, Psalm 107, and Mark chapter 8. So, Genesis 21, the birth of Isaac. Now, the Lord was gracious to Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah what he had promised. Sarah became pregnant and bore a son to Abraham in his old age at the very time God had promised him. Abraham gave the name Isaac to the son, to the son. Isaac bore him, I mean, I beg your pardon, uh, verse 3. Abraham gave the name Isaac to the son Sarah bore him. When his son Isaac was eight days old, Abraham circumcised him as God commanded him. Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. And Sarah said, God has brought me laughter, and everyone who hears about this will laugh with me. And she added, Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children, yet I have borne him a son in, in his old age? The child grew up and was weaned. And on the day and on the day Isaac was weaned, Abraham held a great feast. But Sarah saw that the son whom Hagar the Egyptian had borne to Abraham was mocking, and she said to Abraham, Get rid of that slave woman and her son, for the slave woman's son will never share in the inheritance with my son Isaac. The matter distressed Abraham greatly because it concerned his son, but God said to him, do not be distressed about the boy and your maidservant. Listen to whatever Sarah tells you, because it's through Isaac, your offspring, uh, will be reck reckoned. I will make the son of the maidservant into a nation also, because he is your offspring. Early the next morning, Abraham took some food and a skin of water and gave them to Hagar. He said to them, he sent them on their, he set them on her shoulders and then sent her off with the boy. She went on her way and wandered in the desert of Beersheba. When the water and skin was gone, she put the boy under one of the bushes. Then she went off and sat down nearby, about bow shot away, about a bow shot away. For she thought, I cannot watch the boy die. And as she sat there nearby, she began to sob. God heard that the boy, God heard the boy crying, and the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, "What is the matter, Hagar? Do not be afraid. God has heard the boy crying. As he lies there, lift the boy up and take him by the hand." for I will make him into a great nation. Then God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water. She went and filled the skin with water and gave the boy a drink. God was with the boy as he grew up. He lived in the desert and became an archer. While he was living in the desert of Paran, his mother got a wife for him from Egypt. At that time, Abimelech, the Fikol, commander of the forces, said to Abraham, God is with you in everything you do. Now swear to me here before God 
that ye will not deal falsely with me, or my children, or my descendants. Show, show to me and the country where you are living as an alien the same kindness I have shown you. Abraham said, I swear it. Then Abraham complained to Abimelech about a well of water that Abimelech's servants had seized. But Abimelech said, I don't know who has done this. You do not tell me. I heard about it only today. So Abraham brought sheep and cattle and gave them to Abimelech. And the two men made a treaty. Abraham set apart seven ewe lambs from the flock. And Abimelech asked Abraham, What is the meaning of, of these seven ewe lambs you have set apart by themselves? He replied, Accept these seven lambs from my hand as a witness that I dug this well. So that place was called Beersheba, because the two men swore an oath there. After the treaty had been made, Beersheba, Amalek, and Philcoch, the commander of the forces, returned to the land of Philistines. Abraham planted a tamarisk tree in Beersheba. There he called upon the name of the Lord, the Eternal God, and Abraham stayed in the land of the Philistines for a long time. Genesis 22 Sometime later God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. The gods, then God said, Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Morah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and saddled his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, Stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac. And he set and himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied, the fire and the wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham said, Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of God called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy. He said, do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God, because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. 
Abraham looked up, and there in the thicket he saw a ram caught in the, th- in the thorns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the place the Lord will provide, and to this day it is said, On the mountain of the Lord it will be provided. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as sand in the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities on their enemies. Oh, your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies, and through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. Then Abraham returned his serv- returned to his servants, and they set off together for Beersheba. And Abraham stayed in Beersheba. Some time later, Abraham was told, Melchah is also a mother. She has borne sons to your brother Neymar, Uz, the firstborn, Buz, his brother, Camille, the father of Aram, Kesed, uh, Hazo, Fuldash, Jilaf, and Bethu. Bethu became the father of Rebekah. Malaka bore these eight sons to Abraham's brother. Neymar, his concubine, whose name was Rumar, has also had sons, Tibar, Jeham, Tehash, and Macha. Alright, um, alright. Genesis 23. Sarah lived to be 127 years old. She died in Kirisha. Kirisha. Arba, that is Hebron, in the land of Canaan, and Abraham went to mourn for Sarah and to weep over her. Then Abraham rose from the from beside his dead wife and spoke to the Hittites. He said, I am an alien and a stranger among you. Sell me some property for a burial site here so I can bury my dead. The Hittites replied to Abraham, Sir, Listen to us, you are a mighty prince among us. Bury your dead in the choice of our tombs. None of us will refuse you the tomb for buying your, for burying your dead. Then Abraham rose and bowed down before the people of the land, the Hittites. He said to them, If you are willing to let me bury my dead, then listen to me and intercede with Ephron, son of Zohar, on my behalf. So he will sell me the cave of Machpelah, which belongs to him and is at the end of his field. Ask him to sell it to me for a full price as a burial site among you. Ephron the Hittite was sitting among his people, and he replied to Abraham in the hearing of the Hittites who had come to the gate of the city no my lord he replied listen to me i give you the field and i give you the cave that it is that is in it that it uh, so big pardon you the cave that 
is in it, I give it to you in the presence of my people. Bury your dead. Again Abraham bowed down before the people in the land, and he said to Ephron in their hearing, Listen to me, if you will, I will pay the price of the field. Accept it from me so I can bury my dead there. Ephron answered Abraham, Listen to me, my lord. The Lord is worth four, the land is worth four hundred shekels of silver, but what is that between me and you? Bury your dead. Abraham agreed to Ephron's terms and weighed out for him in the price he had named. In the hearing of the in the hearing of the Hittites, four hundred shekels of silver according to the weight current among the merchants. So Ephron's field in Mechapefla near Mare, both the field and the cave in it, and all the trees within the borders of the field was deeded to Abraham as his property in the presence of all the Hittites who had come to the gate of the city. Afterwards, Abraham buried his, his wife Sarah in the cave in the field of Machpelah near Ma, Mamre, which is Hebron, in the land of Canaan. So the field and the cave in it were deadened to Abraham, or deeded to Abraham by the Hittites as a burial site. Alright, um, Psalm 107. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord save this, and those he redeemed from the from the hand of the foe, those he gathered from the lands, from the east and the west, from the north and the south. So some wandered in the desert. Uh, beg your pardon, verse 4. Some wandered in the desert wasteland, and finding no way to the city where they could settle. They were hungry and thirsty, and their lives ebbed away. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way to the city where they could settle. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for men. For he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Some sat in the darkness and the depths, the deepest gloom. Prisoners suffering in iron chains, for they had rebelled against the words of God and despised the counsel of the Most High. So he subjected them to bitter labor. They stumbled, and there was no one to help. They cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from their deep distress. He brought them out of darkness and the deepest gloom and broke away their chains. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for men. He breaks down gates of bronze and cuts through bars of iron. Some become fools though um some become fools through their rebellious ways and suffering affliction because of their iniquities. They loathed all food and drew near the gates of death. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He sent forth his word and healed them. He rescued them from the grave. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love 
and his wonderful deeds for men. Let them sacrifice thanks offerings and tell of his works with songs of joy. Others went on the sea in ships. They were merchants on the mighty waters. They saw the works of the Lord, his wonderful deeds in the deep. For he spoke and stirred up a tempest that lifted high his um, that lifted high the waves. They mounted up on the heavens and went down to the depth. In their peril, their courage melted away. They reeled and staggered like drunken men. They were at their wits' end. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distress. He stilled the storm into a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed. They were glad when it grew calm, and he guided them to their desired haven. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for men. Let them exalt him in the assembly of people and praise him in the council of the elders. He turned rivers into desert, flowing springs into thirsty ground, and fruitful land into salt waste because of the wickedness of those who lived there. He turned the desert into pools of water and parched ground into flowering springs. There he brought the hungry to life, um, to live, and they found a city where they could settle. They sowed fields and planted vineyards that yielded fruitful harvest. He blessed them, and their numbers greatly increased, and he did not let their hands diminish. Then their numbers decreased, and they were humbled by opposition, calmly and sorrow calmly and sorrow a calamity and sorrow he who pours contempt on nobles made them wander in the trackless waste but he left he lifted the near the needy he lifted the needy out of their affliction and increased their f- families like flocks the upright see and rejoice but all the wicked shut their mouths whatever is wise let him heed these things and consider the great love of the lord all right um mark chapter 8 during those days another large crowd gathered since they had nothing to eat jesus called his disciples to him and said i have compassion for these people they have already been with me three days and have nothing to eat If I send them home hungry, they will collapse on the way because some of them have come a long distance. His disciples answered, But where in this remote place can anyone get enough bread to feed them? How many loaves do you have? Jesus asked. Seven, they replied. He told the crowd to sit down on the ground. When he had taken the seven loaves and given thanks, he broke them and gave them to his disciples to set before the people. And they did so. They had a few small fish as well. He gave thanks for them also and told the disciples to distribute them. The people ate and were satisfied. Afterwards, the disciples picked up seven basketfuls of bread pieces that were left over, about 4,000 
men were present, and having sent them away, he got into the boat with his disciples and went to the region of Dalamutha. The Pharisees came and began to question Jesus, to test him. They asked him for a sign from heaven. He, uh, he sighed deeply and said, Why does this generation ask for a miraculous sign? I tell you the truth, no sign will be given to it. They left them, uh, then, sorry, then he left them, got back into the boat and crossed to the other side. The disciples had forgotten to bring bread except for one loaf they had with them in the boat. Be careful, Jesus warned, warned them. Watch out for the yeast of the Pharisees and that of Herod. They discussed this with one another and said, Is it because we have no bread? Aware of their discussion, Jesus asked them, Why are you talking about having no bread? Do you still not see or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Do you have eyes but fail to see, and ears but fail to hear? And don't you remember why I broke the five loaves for the five thousand? How many baskets fulls of pieces did you pick up? Twelve, they replied. And when I broke the seven loaves for the four thousand, how many baskets did you pick up? Then they answered, Seven. He said to them, Do you still not understand? They came to Bethsaida, and some people brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village. When he had, uh, when he had spit on the man's eyes and put his hands on him, Jesus asked, Do you see anything? He looked up and said, I see people. They looked like trees walking around. Once more, Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes. Then his eyes were opened, his sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. Jesus sent him home, saying, Don't go into the village. Jesus and his disciples went on to the villages around Caesarea Philippa. On the way, he asked them, why do people say I am? Um, who do people say I am? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, one of the prophets. But what, do you, what about you? He asked, Who do you say I am? Peter answered, You are the Christ. Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. He then began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests and teachers of the law, and that he must be killed, and after three days rise again. He spoke plainly about this, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But when Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter. Get behind me, Satan, he said. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of man. Then he called, to, he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me and for the gospel will save it.
What good is it for a man to gain the whole world, yet forfeit his soul? Or what a man or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him when he comes to his Father's glory with the holy angels. And Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth, some who are standing here will not taste death before they see the kingdom of God come with power.